Ayah number 31. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And those who disbelieve say, لَن نُؤْمِنَ Never will we believe. بِهَذَا Quran In this Quran. وَلَا And nor, meaning we will never believe, in بِالَّذِي In that which, بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ Was before it. They say in their proud denial, we will never believe in this Qur'an, nor will we believe in any book that came before it. Meaning the Tawrat, the Injil. Basically, what they're saying is, we do not believe in revelation. Allah says, and if only you could see. When the wrongdoers, when these ظالم people who are doing ظلم on themselves, when they will be مَوْقُوفُونَ Ones who are made to stand عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ Near their Lord. مَوْقُوفُون Plural of the word مَوْقُوف مَوْقُوف from وَقْف وَقْف is to stop. And مَوْقُوف is one who is stopped. One who is detained. One who is not allowed to retreat or to advance. If you could only see on the Day of Judgment when these same arrogant deniers will be stopped before their Lord for questioning, what is it that they're going to do? At that time, they're going to يَرْجِعُ بَعْضُهُمْ يَرْجِعُ He will return. بَعْضُهُمْ Some of them إِلَى بَعْضٍ To others. Meaning they will return to each other. What is it that they will return to each other? القول, the word. Return to each other. Think of it like one person passes the ball, the other catches it and he passes it right back. Nobody's willing to keep it. Alright? So, يَرْجِعُ بَعْضُهُمْ إِلَى بَعْضٍ الْقَوْلِ What this means is that they will refute each other's statements. They will, in other words, blame one another. Right now, they're so adamant in their disbelief, in their denial. What's going to happen on the Day of Judgment? Nobody's going to be willing to take responsibility. Right now, they say very openly, very confidently, we don't believe in revelation. But on the Day of Judgment, none of these people is going to want to take responsibility of this statement. They're going to blame each other. How is it that they're going to blame each other? يَقُولُ الَّذِينَ اسْتُضْعِفُوا Those people who were oppressed. اسْتُضْعِفُوا ضَادْعِينَ We have done this word earlier. The oppressed, meaning the followers. They're going to say, لِلَّذِينَ اسْتَكْبَرُوا To those who are arrogant, meaning the leaders. The followers are going to blame the leaders. And they will say, لَوْلَا أَنْتُمْ if it wasn't for you, if you weren't there, لَكُنَّا مُؤْمِنِينَ Surely we would have been believers. It's all your fault. We blindly followed you, we listened to you, we obeyed you, and it's because of you that we denied. If it wasn't for you, we would have been believers. Today, these people deny so arrogantly. They blindly follow each other. And tomorrow they will blame each other, refute each other. You see the mushrikeen, they didn't follow the Torah, they didn't follow the Injil. And when the Qur'an came to them, they said, we don't believe in this Qur'an. And when the Prophet ﷺ was ordered to tell them that I am not a new messenger, messengers have come before me, revelation has been sent before, they said, no, we don't believe in revelation. 
It's not for us. Now this may seem like a statement that only the mushrikeen of Makkah said, but if you think about it, how many people say that they don't believe in revelation? And what is it that they're following over here? On what basis do they deny revelation? Something that somebody said years ago. Right? Maybe some scientist or some philosopher or something that he wrote years ago. And based on that, they're believers, for example, in science and they are deniers of God. For instance. Right? But what do we see over here? On the Day of Judgment, people are going to blame those very individuals that they blindly followed. They will blame those very you know, scientists or philosophers, whoever it may be. If it wasn't for you, I would have been a Muslim. If it wasn't for you, I would have been a believer in God. I would have been saved today. لَوْلَا أَنْتُمْ لَكُنَّا مُؤْمِنِينَ It's all your fault. قَالَ الَّذِينَ اسْتَكْبَرُوا The arrogant will say, now they're يَرْجِعُ بَعْضُهُمْ إِلَى بَعْضٍ الْقَوْلِ Right? So they're going to refute, they're going to answer back, they're going to throw back the word. They're going to say, لِلَّذِينَ اسْتُضْعِفُوا To those who were oppressed, أَنَّحْنُ صَدَدُنَاكُمْ أَدِدْ نَحْنُ وِي صَدَدُنَاكُمْ Did we stop you? Did we prevent you? عَنِ الْهُدَى From the guidance. بَعْدَ إِذْ جَاءَكُمْ After that it came to you. Did we stop you from following guidance when it had already come to you? صَدْ صَدَدُنَاكُمْ صَدْ صَدْ is to stop someone from their purpose, from their objective, from their goal. أَنَحْنُ صَدَدْنَاكُمْ عَنِ الْهُدَى It is as if they will say, don't blame us. We only spoke our minds. We only invited you. And yes, maybe we threatened you, belittled you, made fun of you that you believe in God. But we didn't really force you. So don't blame us. We didn't stop you from guidance after guidance had come to you. بَلْ كُنْتُمْ مُجْرِمِينَ Rather, you were criminals. It was your own choice. Because you always had the choice to ignore what we said, what we wrote, what we said to you. You always had the choice. And this is something very true. No matter how many external pressures are there, remember your mind is free. Your heart is free. No one can control your heart. And Allah has created the heart hidden. You can keep your belief, your thoughts, your ideas safe and secure in your heart. Nobody can reach into your heart and yank them out. Nobody can even see what you're thinking in your heart. Right? So really nobody can force us to believe in something or force us to reject something. So on the Day of Judgment, this is not going to work. Blaming others for our crimes is not going to work. Because those who will be blamed, they will not take any responsibility. They will say, بَلْ كُنْتُمْ مُجْرِمِينَ You yourselves were criminals. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ اسْتُضْعِفُوا But those who were oppressed, meaning the followers, they will say, لِلَّذِينَ اسْتَكْبَرُوا To those who were arrogant. You see how the blame game is continuing? They will say, بَلْ rather, Meaning, of course it was your fault. How are you saying that you were not responsible? You were responsible. You did stop us from guidance. You did try to prevent us. How? مَكْرُ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ مَكْرُ Plotting. اللَّيْلِ In the night, وَالنَّهَارِ And the day. What does مَكْر mean? مَكْر is to trick someone away from their objective. Alright? To trick them away. From their objective. 
So basically they will say that you were conspiring by night and by day, 24-7. This is what you were planning and plotting. What were you planning and plotting? To somehow stop us from believing. Did this happen in the time of the Prophet ﷺ? Of course it did. The leaders would sit together and they would discuss amongst themselves how, what rumor should we spread amongst the people about the Prophet ﷺ? What should we say to them so they don't pay heed to his words? What should we say to them so that they don't listen to him? They're turned away from him. Their plan was to صد عن سبيل الله. So the followers will say, بَلْ مَكْرُ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ إِذْ تَأْمُرُونَنَا When you would order us, أَنَّكْفُرَ بِاللَّهِ That we deny Allah, وَنَجْعَلَ لَهُ أَنْدَادًا And that we set for him أَنْدَاد Partners, plural of the word, نِد نُنْدَالْدَال Meaning you were indeed preventing us. That is what you wanted, that was your plan. You wanted us to disbelieve in God. You wanted us to worship others with Him. So okay, in this discussion, what do we see? Who's the winner? It's the followers. Right? But is this gonna help? Allah says, وَأَسَرُّ النَّدَامَةَ أَسَرُّ And they will hide, they will conceal النَّدَامَةَ The regret. They will confide regret. Because both will be guilty. The leaders are guilty in their own place, and the followers are guilty in their own place. The followers really, they had the freedom to believe in what they wanted to. And the leaders, of course they are guilty, because their plan was to mislead. So asarun nadamata, all of them will hide their regret. Lama ra'awul adab when they will see the punishment. Because you see, a person who's innocent, he doesn't need to hide any regret. Why? Because he doesn't have any regrets. Because he knows he's not guilty. You understand? Who is it that has to hide regret? The one who is guilty. So both will hide regret, meaning both are guilty. Both are at fault. وَجَعَلْنَا الْأَغْلَالَ And we place the collars, the fetters. أَغْلَال is a plural of the word. غُلْ غَيْنْ لَامْ لَامْ And what does that mean? Shackles, iron collars. Such iron collars for the neck that disable a person from moving freely. He's not able to turn his neck right or left or back or front. The neck is stuck. وَجَعَلْنَا الْأَغْلَالَ فِي إِنْ أَعْنَاقِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا In the necks of those who denied. أَعْنَاق is the plural of the word. عُنُق عُنُق is neck. Why? Collar is on the necks. Remember that the punishment and reward is always similar to the deed. It is always similar to the deed. Meaning it's of similar nature. There's some some similarity. Like for example... The arrogant will be small like ants on the day of judgment. Because they treated people like as if they were small like ants, so they will be turned small like ants. You understand? Oppression will be darkness on the day of judgment. Because when a person oppresses, what is he spreading? Gloom, doom, right? So he will have darkness on the day of judgment. So over here, iron collars around the necks, disabling them from moving right or left or bending down. Why? Because this is how they were. Arrogant, stuck, refusing to budge, refusing to believe, refusing to think. Allah says, هَلْ يُجْزَوْنَ 
are they being recompensed? إِلَّا مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Except for what they used to do. Meaning their punishment is according to the deeds that they performed. In Surah Fussilat, Ayah 46, we learn, مَنْ عَمِلَ الصَّالِحًا فَلِنَفْسِهِ وَمَنْ أَسَاءَ فَعَلَيْهَا وَمَا رَبُّكَ بِظَلَّامٍ لِلْعَبِيدِ if a person does good, it's for himself. And when a person does bad, then he is going to suffer. Allah is not unjust at all to his servants. What's the lesson in this ayah? Think before following something or someone blindly. Because on the day of judgment, the blame game is not going to work. Each person is responsible for himself. Because you see, in Makkah, the masses were being misled. Why? Because they were blindly following their leaders. Right? They were literally fettered by who? By their leaders. So whatever the leader said, that's what the rest of the people did. And here, a lesson for us, that don't just blindly follow others in terms of religion, in terms of even clothing, in terms of speech, in terms of even celebration. We don't have to do something just because we see others doing it. Who's the example for us? It's the Prophet ﷺ. If he said it, khalas. That's enough for us. If he did it, enough for us. When it comes to the example of the Prophet ﷺ, yes, we don't need to question, we don't need to reason, we don't need to think about it over there. Why? Because Allah has told us, in kuntum tuhibbun Allah fattabi'uni. If you love Allah, follow the Prophet ﷺ. Simple, clear. When it comes to other people, then we really need to use our mind. Is this something that Allah likes? Is this something that Allah would approve of? Our standard is what? The society or the people. Hmm? Yeah, that whatever people are saying, whatever they're doing, just do it. You know, for example, when it comes to fashion, when it comes to clothing, so many times we start wearing things just because everybody's wearing it. The Qur'an is clear. You know, for example, the verses of hijab, they're evident. Meaning is very clear. But why is it that Sometimes our actions clearly contradict our knowledge because we just want to go with the flow. Right? We just want to do what the rest of the people are doing. What do we see? Blind imitation of people who are faulty. This is something that's going to harm us. Even though the followers are right that yes, the leaders did constantly try to misguide them, they still don't have an excuse because there's such a huge example of the companions that chose not to follow it. Yes. So it's clear that yes, the companions were also forced to try and listen to them and they were punished and they were you know, hurt because of their trying to follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's an example to the followers that sure you may have been, you know, but you were going through the same conditions as they were. You still had the chance to believe and you chose not to. It's still your own fault. Exactly. Each is responsible for himself. So on the day of judgment, we can't put the blame on somebody else. Allah says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا And we did not send. فِي قَرْيَةٍ In any city. مِن نَذِيرٍ Any warner. إِلَّا except قَالَ مُتْرَفُوهَا The affluent amongst them, they said. Anytime Allah sent a warner to a people, who is it that spoke against that warner? مُتْرَفُوهَا The mutraf people of that town. مُتْرَفُوا is actually mutrafun, plural of the word mutraf. And mutraf is one who has been given itraf. And itraf is basically a lot of luxury, ample wealth. So the affluent people, they said, Inna bima ursiltum bihi kafirun. Inna indeed we bima ursiltum bihi with whatever that you've been sent with, kafirun, we are deniers of that. So 
generally it was the rich, it was the people of power, it was the affluent, the influential people that opposed the prophets. They disbelieved themselves and they also prompted disbelief in their people too. And this is what happened in Mecca also. وَقَالُوا And they said, what's the justification that they gave for their kufr? They said, نَحْنُ أَكْثَرُ We are more. أَمْوَالًا in wealth, plural of mal, وَأَوْلَادًا and children, plural of walad. They said, we are better than these prophets. Why? We have more money. We have more children. وَمَا نَحْنُ بِمُعَذَّبِينَ And we are not going to be punished. مُعَذَّبِينَ Plural of مُعَذَّب One who is punished. Meaning, we must be doing something right. Because we are more well off. Our families are, you know, stronger, better. So, no harm can reach us. These threats and these warnings that the prophets have brought, they're not really for us. We are better off than these religious folks anyway. We know how to live life. Look at our riches and look at our families. In Surah Al-Mu'minun, Ayah 55-56, Allah says, أَيَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّمَا نُمِدُّهُمْ بِهِ مِن مَالٍ وَبَنِينَ نُسَارِعُ لَهُمْ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ Do they think that whatever wealth and children we have given them, we are hastening good things for them? Do they think this is reward? No, it's not reward. بَلْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ They do not perceive. قُلْ Say, إِنَّ رَبِّي Indeed it is my Lord who يَبْسُطُ الرِّزْقَ Who extends the provision لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ For whoever that He wills. And that's a test. وَيَقْدِرْ And He also restricts from قَافْ دَالْغَ He is the one who decides who to give more provision to and who to give it in limited quantities. يَقْدِرْ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ But most of the people do not know. What is it that they do not know? This fact that Allah is the giver and the wisdom behind this distribution. So this ayah makes it clear that the distribution of wealth is not related to what rank a person has in the sight of Allah. No. It doesn't mean that the rich are closer to Allah and the poor are the sinful. No. Allah makes poor whom He wills and He makes rich whom He wills. And besides, no matter how much or how little a person has in this world, it's a test. It's temporary. Allah gives to those whom He loves and also those whom He does not love. Therefore, a person should never be deceived by the wealth that he has. Allah says, وَمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَمَا أَنَّاتْ أَمْوَالُكُمْ Your properties وَلَا أَوْلَادُكُمْ And nor your children. It's neither your wealth nor is it your children. Billati at all that which tuqarribukum it draws you nearer. Indana near us. Tuqarribu qafraba qarraba yuqarribu to draw near, to bring closer. It's not your wealth, it's not your children that bring you closer. Indana near us, meaning near Allah. Zulfa in rank. Zulfa from the root letter Zai Lam Fa. And Zulfa is basically proximity, closeness, nearness. And from this it's used for a high position, a high rank. Allah makes it clear over here, your wealth and children don't elevate you in your status. It's not because of your wealth and children that you draw closer to Allah. No. If you want to draw closer to Allah, you don't go on collecting money. No. What is it that you need to do? Illa but. Meaning what does bring you closer to Allah is what? Man amana, the one who believed. 
وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا And does righteous deeds. What does this mean? There are two meanings of this. First is, it's not wealth and children that bring you closer to Allah. What is it? It's iman and amal salih. It's the iman of the one who believes and the good deeds of the one who does good deeds. Iman and amal salih. That is what brings a person closer to Allah. Secondly, the second interpretation of this is that wealth and children can only draw a person close to Allah when he believes and does good deeds. Because then wealth and children, what are they? Another means of drawing closer to Allah. Like for example, Dawood a.s. He was blessed with Sulaiman a.s. Right? Sulaiman a.s. was his son. Awlad. Sulaiman a.s. As a child even, as a young adult even, he was very wise. Remember the incident that we learned earlier? Of the case that was brought? Right? Dawood a.s. gave one judgment, but Sulaiman a.s. ruling was much better. Right? So walad, awlad. And then, Dawood was also given a lot of wealth. Sulaiman was given even more. And we see that in the case of Dawood his wealth and his children became a means of drawing closer to Allah. Why? It's because he believed and he did righteous deeds. Because when a person has money, when a person has children, and he has iman, and he's also doing righteous deeds, then he increases in his shukr. Increases in his shukr for what? For the wealth that Allah has given him. Increases in his shukr for what? For the children that Allah has blessed him with. So now, they become a means of drawing even closer to Allah. Allah says, فَأُولَٰئِكَ So for those people, لَهُمْ for them, جَزَاءُ الضِّعْفِ Double reward. Why? بِمَا عَمِلُوا Because of what they did. Double reward, why? Because with iman and amal salih, wealth, money, is an excellent opportunity to even accelerate, to even go further in doing good deeds. You know, for example, if a person has iman, he does amal salih, Allah gives him money, what is he going to do with that money? Hoard it? Save it? Let it rot and sit and decay? No, he is going to give, he's going to use it wisely, and with that he's going to acquire even more hasanat. Even more hasanat. So jaza'ul dirf, greater opportunities, greater reward. Bima amilu wahum fil ghurufati aminun. And they will be in ghurufat. Ghurufat is a plural of ghurfa. What is ghurfa? Room. But what kind of a room? Upper room, that which is high. They will be aminun, safe and secure, satisfied, no fear, no worries, no grief, no regrets. Aminun, Lord of Amin, one in aman, secure. You see, in this world, wealth and children are a source of constant fear. They're a source of constant worry. Am I right? Have you ever seen mothers cry because of their children? Mothers worry because of their children? It's amazing. Forget mothers, even fathers. Right? The strong men, they get so worried for their children, their grandchildren, that they're always afraid, always worried. You know, this is why in one hadith we learned that children, you know, they make you weak. They make you weak. They're amazing, but they also make you weak at heart. Because as long as you have them, you're worried. 
And you would think that, you know, for example, a baby, a mother thinks, you know, when my child will grow up, inshallah, then I will not have any worries. No, no, no. You'll have more worries. You know, little children, little problems. Bigger children, bigger problems. Seriously. It's a lifetime thing. And then, when children are married off, independent, even more worried. Because now, they're not just worried about their children, but they're also worried about their children's children. Seriously. This is the reality of this world. When it comes to money, as long as you've got your money, you're worried. Isn't it? You have your phone, you're worried. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where is it? Did it get scratched? What happened? Right? You're worried. So these are tools that Allah has given us to use so that we can draw closer to Allah. And if we don't do that, we will live in fear and we will die with that. وَالْعِيَادُ billah. Aman, security and safety is only in Jannah. وَهُمْ فِي الْغُرُفَاتِ آمِنُونَ The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Verily, Allah does not look to your faces and your wealth, but He looks to your heart and your deeds. It's not your wealth that matters, it's your heart, your deeds that matter. The Prophet ﷺ also said, In paradise there are lofty rooms whose outside can be seen from the inside and whose inside can be seen from the outside. And a Bedouin asked, Who are they for? And he said, For those who speak well, who feed the hungry, who persist in fasting and pray at night while people are asleep. It's amal salih that draws a person close to Allah. Notice it's ghurufat, high. Higher. Because higher means more luxury. Higher status. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that. Let's listen to the recitation. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَن نُؤْمِنَ بِهَذَا الْقُرْآنِ وَلَا بِالَّذِي بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذِ الظَّالِمُونَ مَوْقُوفُونَ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يَرْجِعُ بَعْضُهُمْ إِلَى بَعْضٍ الْقَوْلَ يَقُولُ الَّذِينَ اسْتُضْعِفُوا يقول الذين استضعفوا للذين استكبروا لولا أنتم لكنا مؤمنين قال الذين استكبروا للذين استضعفوا أنحن صددناكم عن الهدى بعد إذ جاءكم بل كنتم مجرمين وقال الذين استضعفوا للذين استكبروا بل مكر الليل والنهار إذ تأمروننا إذ تأمروننا أن نكفر بالله ونجعل له أندادا